Hello. 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 How are you feeling about 2017? Oh, shit. Hang on. I should unzip my... Hang on. Oh, hello. Here we go. I should unzip my um, jack, my uh, hoodie before yeah. uh, before we start recording, shouldn't I? It's just, I feel like I'm warm enough. Uh, you know, I'm the right temperature. And then we mm. start, and I get this hot flush the second I hear your voice. You're really getting and, money's um, worth out of that um, zip sound effect you bought, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm going to make the most of it. Hang on a sec. It's good, Ooh. though, isn't it? I'm doing a thing like... Um, What's that guy, Channing Tatum, on that sexy film, uh, Flashdance, that he's in? I I, oh, no, I think um, Channing Tatum, I saw Hail Caesar on New Year's Eve, and he was in that. Oh. Mm. Uh, what's Pace doing these days? Um, I'm not sure. Um, Hail, like he's, Hail he's teamed up with Caesar. I guess yeah. Pace died. Uh, maybe he was one of the celebrities that died in 2016, and we didn't hear about it. The disproportionate amount of celebrities who died in 2016. Yes. It was. I mean, it was statistically a statistical anomaly last year. Did it end up being? It did, yeah. I was reading an article about it, and I think um, Roger Falls more or less did something about it earlier in the year. Do you know what? We might as well address it uh, right at the beginning. Numbers generally are arbitrary. We impose them on our reality after the fact to try and make sense of stuff that just is nonsensical. A year's not, uh, ar- a year's not arbitrary. Well, we're like, we're called two grown men, but we're yeah. nearer to one and a half uh, grown men. Yeah. Or or two and a half grown men, depending on what time of year it is. Yeah, numbers, number, I agree that numbers are arbitrary. So the numbers that we give our years are entirely arbitrary, but a year isn't arbitrary. Well, it, it fits seasons and, and farming stuff, Well, no, stuff, I mean, a year, a year is how long it takes us to go around the sun. But it could start in the summer. That's true. We could start at any season we wanted. But at the same time, uh, as arbitrary as these numbers are, um, it is our way as human beings uh, to uh, to try and recognise patterns and to, to stitch these things together in a way that 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 if if maybe it doesn't make sense or necessarily reassure us at least it uh, seems like there's more order to it than just complete chaos yeah and and so by that rationale uh, even if 2016 wasn't statistically worse for celebrity deaths um it there's nothing wrong with people saying it was there's nothing wrong with people no. saying oh I'm glad to glad to see the end of that that uh, uh trash fire of a year there's nothing actually wrong with it, even if it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. I agree. Because trying is... to make sense of stuff that doesn't make sense is part of the human condition. It's mm. one of the things that separates us from the animals, and therefore it is in itself scientific, even if it's unscientific. Yeah, I mean, we've all been forced to confront our um, mortality more often than we would have liked this year. This year there was an awful lot of that. Mm. Uh, mortality max. Yeah. Um, how did that make you feel? Because you're already of a depressive bent. Oh, that I mean, you know, the um, I find the season that we find ourselves in uh, it triggers my depression an awful lot. Um, in years gone by, my dad, um, back in '99, died on New Year's Day, early in the morning. Oh my so uh, New Year's Eve going into New Year's Day. So that used to, the memory of that used to trigger me. Not so much now because. Um, a lot of times passed, and that sort of eases the, the the immediate pain of that. But I just find the everything feels like it's winding down a bit, and it's always been the time of year when I've been very melancholy um, and tend to think about mortality more than uh, other times of the year anyway. Although I have to say this year it's not been so bad. But, yeah, I mean, I tend to... You can guarantee at some point over Christmas I will feel properly depressed and um luckily for me this year it fell uh, exactly on christmas day so oh excellent um, you got it out of the way i was an absolute ray of sunshine on christmas day it's horrible <laughs> just i was an empty shell of a human being it was horrible the thing is it's not just as arbitrary as the way we divide our year up mm. uh, may seem to be um this is the season for it because the heat bleeds out of everything yeah. You I think it, on a previous episode um I talked about entropy and how I worry about it a lot. 
um, or not worry, I'm preoccupied with it. And and winters, this time of year in particular, is is really uh, bad for bringing to the fore how much work you have to put in just to keep at zero. Yeah. Do, do you see what I mean? I do. So, like, you can't... It, it's It's hardwired into the metaphor of it. You have to wrap up just to keep your body... Yeah. <laughs> to keep your body at a sustainable temperature. Yeah. And um and especially now that I guess I used to spend a lot of time just bumming around around Christmas and New Year's and it was all it was pretty meaningless to me. Yeah. Which in itself made it quite depressing. But now that we've got the kids, it's a different sort of um depressing. We socialise well it's it's draining more than depressing. It is so yeah, actually it's these highlights of, of absolute joy that I, I never experienced anything like it in my life before meeting Amy. Uh-huh. But um, at the same time, I haven't, I've rarely been so tired. <laughs> is, is the thing. I've been very lucky this Christmas in so much as you, you've got family that are pretty well spread out. So you've got obligations that need a fair bit of traveling. Whereas all of our obligations are at most within a 45 minute drive. And we didn't have to do the 45 minute drive this year. So we were either at home at my wife's parents' place or her sister's place. But those were the only three places where we're obligated to be. So it's very easy. So I got off, I got off the hook this year. Well, the interesting thing is I don't, I know you, you, I know you're using the term obligated loosely because we choose those sorts of obligations really, don't we? We no, could. No, no, don't get me wrong. I, I, um, e- even on days where I'm struggling, I enjoy being with family at Christmas. Well, cause spending time with my family might seem like an obligation now because it's nice because they've got nephew, they've got sons that we spend time with and, um, and we, our boys love it. And, and Amy, Amy likes to talk to my sister and it's nice, it's kind of nice to see them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, but, um, I didn't feel any obligation to go and see them for all of the several years before Amy and I met each other. No, I, I used to spend Christmases largely in Southampton on my own if I could manage it. And just, um, on, just on, on the word obligation as well. I mean, cause, cause it is an obligation at Christmas. If you have children, you're obligated to, take them to relatives and so forth and 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 be uh, a member of your family um but obligations aren't bad things i don't think i i'm quite proud when i meet obligations that are settled you know it's just been part of um just been part of society i think well i don't put a lot of i mean yeah i don't put a lot of stock in that because society is a a nightmare, but uh, I you're no, I know what you mean. I think you're right. That the, the word obligation itself is quite has negative connotations, doesn't it? Because it does make it sounds like something you're forced to do, and that isn't necessarily what yeah. it feels like. I am. Um, you say about us having to travel around, though, and uh, it's one of those things where Amy's family are easy. I turn up and I can put in as much as I want, and food's made for us and they're all lovely and everybody's easy and it's quite nice yeah and um and then we go and see my family and it's three hours drive each way which amy does all of by the way i can't take any credit for that um we drove back during you know uh england the whole of england was covered in fog for about two days oh yeah that was good i Last stayed week. i stayed indoors for the whole two days i was terrified amy was driving us back along a motorway uh with with other people who didn't seem to realise it was foggy at mm. all um, during that, which was an absolute nightmare. It was a, a much longer journey, uh, and it was slightly worse. It was bad for me. I was going to say it was worse for me. Uh, actually, I'm sure it was bad for her because she was the one actually driving. But I kept dropping off and then waking up and freaking out at the situation because it felt like we were driving too near to the verge and stuff like that. Oh, which, I, of course, I, I bet that was really helpful. Yeah, yeah, she uh, she said it was quite nerve-wracking because I'd wake up every 20 minutes and go, oh, why are we so close to the verge? Nicola used to say, I- it was always, before my anxiety was treated, I was a really bad car passenger. I'd get really nervous and flinch and all that. And Nicola said it was like, it would radiate off me when I was sat in the passenger seat. It was quite unpleasant, apparently. 
I thought I'd be better once I knew how to drive myself, or I learned how to drive myself, but I'm actually worse. But that's what people um, tell nervous passengers, isn't it, if they can't drive? Oh, it's because you can't drive. No, it's because I've got high anxiety and I'm petrified that we're going to die horribly in a mangled car wreck. I know that if, if I was driving as this close to the car in front and they suddenly did something <laughs> erratic, I wouldn't be able to save our lives. <laughs> and that's... And I've got a driving licence, so... Um, I'm qualified now to be more anxious about it. Um, but then, right. but then you have the, you have the added thing, uh, um, uh, at uh, uh, my family of my sister, uh, the older of my two sisters and, um, cause I'm the oldest. And I think that means as the oldest brother of, um, two younger sisters, I think there's an emotional distance there anyway, even without all of my other stuff that's going on. Uh, they were always closer than I would be with them. I just wanted to be left alone. Uh, but we, we quite enjoy spending time with the older of my two sisters and her kids and her husband. They're all lots of fun. Um, and, and then, but my parents and my younger sister all live in the same area now. So we end up seeing them loads, um, over any sort of holiday like this one. And I, there are certain things I'll not be able to say until people have died, and so I won't feel like I did. Not enough people die for you last year for you to feel that you can say things. I'm, I mean, how many is enough people. for you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I mean specific people in my family. Um, but uh, but it's probably enough to to give a barometer of how things got when I say that my you know the um uh the act of eating a Christmas cake. Yeah. My family managed to make that really difficult and complicated. You'd you'd think what? it would be the easiest thing in the world, uh, well, but the simple act of hiding some money in a Christmas cake and then getting everyone on the same page <laughs> about what was going on just became this comedy of errors. I'd say, now, I've never really got the rationale between creating a choking hazard in a stodgy pudding. It seems a recipe for disaster to me. It doesn't seem like a good idea, not uh, and not especially bit. not if people are hungry. Uh, uh, Daniel in the chat room has just said that I'm the personification of 2016 and I'm not sure <laughs> how to take it. It's made me feel suddenly very depressed. You murdering bastard. <laughs> He's right, though. It's yeah. true. Um, but, I mean, do you feel like the year was... It was specifically a very bad year because it did feel like it was a very bad year. And Annus Horribilis. I had a great year. Did you? I, I've never felt mentally so well for such long periods of time as I felt last year. Things started to go right for us. You know, I got settled into a job that I enjoy. Nicola got a new job. Um, Scarlett seems very settled at school. Things went, by and large, pretty well. You know, I had my bad moments, but... When I think back on years previous, um, we had a remarkable, remarkable year. It's it's weird, sort of. Everyone go, oh, twenty sixteen was so awful. Got that? It's all right for me. You're uh, you're uh, maybe you being happy is what is what put a sour note in my year. Well, not just <laughs> I me. I mean, Kia was also uh, had a great had a great year. Lots I of think- people had good years. I think a lot of people, a lot of uh, people individually had okay years, probably, or quite nice years. And if people had big events, like for you, um, like if people had their first child, or even any subsequent children mm. this year, it would be difficult to completely write the year off, for example. In your case, you got your bike, didn't you? That was this year. Southampton got its first Taco Bell. Oh, no, that's true. Didn't we get our first Nando's this year as well? Yeah, our first Nando's. Lots of restaurants opened up in Southampton. And Deliveroo. In fact, on a culinary, uh, Deliveroo, mate, is... uh, I I had my first 2am pizza this year. Yeah, we had a 2am pizza. I was speaking to a chap at work who was telling me how much he loves Deliveroo because he got them to deliver him some KFC. I mean, if that's not the decadent end of a civilization, I don't know what is. Wait, they can deliver KFC? I am Burger King and all sorts. It's insane. What world we live in? But I had my I had my first proper big row with you this year. Oh, we had a ding dong. That was very difficult. It's very difficult having your first like full on proper 
uh, best chum after yeah. 35 years and mm. then uh, having um, uh, a, a three or four year period where you find them insufferable and then you have an argument on top of that. That's that's quite difficult. Yeah, it was. It was bad. But I, I, I mean, I don't know about you. Ultimately, the falling out we had, which only lasted like a day and a half. It was a long day and a half. It was a long day and a half, I agree. But, um, oh God, I hope it worked out okay for you because, I mean, it, it, it kind of set my mind straight in terms of where I wanted to go on certain things that we do together. So, and actually yeah. made me more sort of more committed to, to stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing. Um, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing that happened in the world, uh, this, this year. It wasn't I nice. Think. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. I, 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 I can assure you, I wasn't walking around <laughs> on my hands everywhere. Um, uh, for the Pokemon uh, Go was this year. That was good. That yes, that was that was this year. That was good. in fact that was that was Scarlet's entertainment over the summer holiday. It was if if I was off because I took quite a lot of time off um, for childcare, and uh-huh. um, if uh, I could think of nothing else to do, and we're still a bit strapped for cash after the old. Um, you know, the, the couple of years we've had. So it had to be quite cheap stuff we did this year. But taking Scarlett into town and just walking through the parks we've got in the city and playing Pokemon Go was a brilliant couple of hours of entertainment. We both thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, Pokemon Go was a highlight. You and I also stood at a park bench at twilight and talked to complete strangers because of it as well. That was, you know, which, that, that was quite magical. Which I think, um, I think most men our age, that's how they end up cottaging. Uh, just for the social interaction as much as anything else. I think but, um, probably people, I, I always think people in, involve, uh, uh, who engage in, uh, those sort of risky, uh, sexual activities, I'm sure it's just for the company. I think so. I think that's why we do most things. Uh, there was a, well, you might have a conversation, point. a conversation in my family about, um, about New Year's Eve and going out for New Year's Eve and it it just drove into sharp focus how much I don't I can't be bothered with nightclubs now that I'm no longer trying to meet people to to have sex with them that's true which is a, which is a terrible terribly um uh terrible admission about how superficial I am um uh, uh, Daniel in the chat room has pointed out that Deliveroo, uh, he's asked the question, aren't they just another company pushing globalisation, which will result in people being self-employed and the corporations don't need to pay benefits, etc. And yes, he's absolutely right. Oh, like yeah, all the gig good, convenient things. Yeah. Because I, I felt that way about um This year was actually, on in terms of positive notes, this year was actually the first year where I really felt comfortable using the self-service checkouts. Yeah, do you know, what? I realised because I, I held out for ages. I, they're a job thief. But immorally, they're, they're morally wrong. Yeah, but they're so convenient, though. Yeah, they are, especially if they want to talk to someone. The the banks, the self service in banks as well. It's like they've. I mean, they forced the point by reducing all of the people, the human beings who can yeah. help you. So you've not really got any choice. But um. Yeah, I think God, we, who, we, who wants to talk to another human being in I a think, bank? I think we I matured at a, a really strange time because I feel like banks and me, it's like a, a, a plot thread that hasn't really been picked up properly. Because like as kids, we were indoctrinated with like, you know, the NatWest pigs and stuff. And the, mm-hmm. all the banks had things to suck kids in as customers. And it kind of indoctrinated you really early. And you had to go in there and pay in money into your account fill in a slip when you want to take it out you had to fill in a slip and they give you the money and we we got indoctrinated into this world of queuing up in banks that's what you do if you mm-hmm. want your money you queue up in banks and, yeah. and much of your adult life will be spent in queues either in the bank or the post office so i haven't been in a bank or a post office i reckon for about five years now where what, what's happened to banks in my life i know my bank exists but you know, I, um, I couldn't tell you what it looks like inside, let alone have a nice, cosy relationship with my bank manager. We, we've we still got a couple of old relatives on Amy's side of the family who still give us checks oh, for, God, for really? birthdays and stuff. So I have done banks. Do you think uh, they give now, you checks? The machines hope- actually handle those quicker than the people yeah. do. Do you think they, they-, they do a little? Uh, they do a little scan of it. 
Yeah. You don't even have to put any details in, so that's nice. Do you think they and give you post t- office? I've had to use, but only because I'm selling stuff on Amazon, which is an internet thing. So, <laughs> do you laugh? I, I'm, la- I'm laughing at my three aborted, four aborted attempts to interrupt you. It was you were, you were manful. I'm very impressed. Um, I was going to. I don't want to take credit for that. I think that's Skype's fault, to be honest. Oh, okay. I can't hear you very oh, well. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to ask you, do they give you checks in the hope that you won't cash them, do you think? Maybe. Yeah. There might be an element. It's like when companies make um, uh, uh, claiming stuff like insurance or something like that really difficult. That's why, isn't it? They're hoping you'll never actually take them up on the offer. It's like the Britannia, um, it's like the Britannia Music Club, isn't it? You, you go and oh, you, gosh. you get your five, you get your five free albums and you think, oh, I'm on tour winner here. I've got five free albums, but I know full well that you're not going to, you're not going to remember to cancel your account. So they're going to send you like Desiree albums or something once a month for the rest of your life because <laughs> you can't be bothered to cancel the standing order. I was going to, I was going to ask if there was a more, uh, if there was an up to date, uh, version of uh, Britannia music, but of course, that's basically the subscription model for almost every media. It's just funny enough when I, cause I, I absolutely love my, um, Apple Music account. And, and uh-huh. had I not tied myself to Apple's wagon through stupidity and ignorance years ago, I'd probably love Spotify just as much. But, um, mm-hmm. and it's what I always compare it to when I'm speaking to people who don't really understand what it is. I said, well, do you remember the Britannia Music Club? It's like that. But instead of only getting one album a month, you get every album ever made, pretty much. It's um, it's a, it's another one of the things that makes me marvel at the world that we've uh, managed to stay alive long enough to see. It's quite incredible. It's our generation uh, got really just didn't wasn't fully cognizant of consequences, were we? We thought, you know, the one problem with music is scarcity. The one problem with music is that uh, mm. we only we can only get some of it at a time, and uh, I feel like the amount I enjoy music at the moment, if I could get more music, then I would enjoy all of it just as much. And what I found is that now that I can listen to anything uh, I want, I don't care that much about any of it anymore. Oh, see now I'm the, tend- I'm the opposite. I I consume way more music now. I can get all of that choice. I listen to music way. Like I've I've got much more into in depth into bands I like I've found stuff that I wouldn't have otherwise listened to it's it's been a friggin revelation for me mate is this is this the point where you uh start talking about music that you've recently discovered and I'm doing air quotes around the word discovered uh, that you've discovered and really really enjoyed recently and um and I have to sit here and stay quiet about the fact that I've been trying to I've been talking about them for ages, like a sad and angry hipster. Like who? Who have I got into? Kate Tempest. Oh, no. You're loving Kate no, Tempest no, at no, the no, moment, no, aren't no, you? No, I'm not listening to her. I really enjoyed her talking to Jenny Murray on Woman's Hour the other day. Oh, God, you have to listen to her. She's so good. Man, I did. I listened to her. It? She it's was talking to Jenny you're Murray. Gonna, you're not going to do it, are you? As David, if, Dave, if David Wynn talking about her all the time hasn't got you listening to her, no, well, I, You're I, certainly not going to listen to me. I listen to the stuff I listen to. <laughs> I mean, you know, was... I'll give it a go, but, you know, I've also got tastes and stuff, and I... Well, I mean, what... So tell me, what do you think I should be listening to at the moment? I don't know. What do you like? I, um, I like uh, uh, music. I'm listening to Childish Gambino constantly at the moment. There's that new Tribe Called Quest album that was out. Was it out last year? That's good. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, there you go. See, there you are. It. There, you could listen to New Tribe Called Quest, the um, the Wilco album that came out in 2015. Star Wars. Is that anything to, to do with written. Wilkinsons? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, Wilco are the the musical offshoot of Wilkinsons, and they they sing about a wide variety of subjects from. Uh, gardening equipment all the way to beachwear and back in oh cool ooh I've got a rubber duck that's one of those (laughs) that was beautiful yeah I could be in why don't you sing more James no (laughs) I can't now I can do it when it's spontaneous Nick you know I can't you can't force it we um we have we play board games and we've got friends who play board games and they tend to be 
sort of the sort of board games that people tweet about. So when I'm um, planning to I, do a video uh, podcast, pretentious, video, pretentious board games, a video and, um, blog about uh, board games this year. Sorry, we intend to do a vlog about. I mean, I'm, I'm not you and I necessarily, but hopefully you'll come and join in. But we're going to yeah, start hopefully. doing a vlog about um, tabletop gaming. But, but so we were visiting my sister and her husband, and uh, the evening drew on. We hadn't taken Cards Against Humanity or anything else with us. Uh, but nobody, uh, nobody seemed to want to just talk. Well, the problem I have when I go and visit my sister, um, is her husband has loads of Xbox, uh, no, loads of PS4 games. He's got all of the Lego, loads of Lego Dimensions stuff at the moment. Yeah. And every time I go there, I just desperately, all I really want is for once the kids go up to bed, I want him to just let me play his, uh, his console games. And, uh, Amy and my sister won't, won't let that happen. For some reason, they want me to be more social. So anyway, we were in the kitchen and we were, uh, they, they were talking about uh, games that we could play and they pulled out, um, this game and it's, it's really weird. It's called Say It, Don't Spray It. And oh, I don't know why this the, game exists. Is it, are these the ones that I've seen people posting pictures of themselves all over Christmas with like what looks like some sort of, um, sex device in their mouth? Yes, it's horrible, basically. They're more like dental... Yeah, I mean, sex devices, dental... <laughs> whatever. Same, same difference. Ba- basically, you, um, yeah, you, you it's always, like a clamp that you, you put in your mouth. You always have sex in the dentist, right? Sorry? You always have sex when you go to the dentist, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, the, the dentist usually does. Quite often I'm, <laughs> like, not really... I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, and that's dark, so, these things hold your mouth open and then you have to just read phrases off a, off a thing. Why would anyone, like, I felt, uh, peer pressured into playing this game. I don't know why anyone would buy it, would spend money on this game it, to then play it. it. it looked, nobody wants to know how much their friends drool that much, surely. It looked, it looked like people might do it for fun. I mean, it kind of, it kind of was fun, but you know, um, the, you know, when we did the Twitter comic, uh, 2016, 24 hour podcast that just came out in between Christmas and, uh, 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 New Year. It just, just ruined the podcast inbox of anyone who subscribes. Yeah, unfortunately so. It was, um, it was like it was raining, uh, we have issues podcasts over the Christmas holiday. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, th- there were a couple of moments during that where you and I, I think, both experienced uh, losing our composure and giggling while also being really tired to the point where it was worrying because we thought we might die. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly experienced that a couple of times. About four o'clock in well, the morning, pretty convinced I was going to lose my mind. So imagine having one of those awful giggle fits, but also your mouth is clamped open. <laughs> With a plastic implement. Am I naked or have I got any clothes on? No, because it's my sister and her husband. Don't be weird. I could Don't be make na- it weird. I could be naked around your sister and husband. I'm not related to no. either of them. If we want to have That's... sex together, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful expression of our adult love for each other. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so it it was a little bit perplexing and uh, it was fun to have foisted on you, but I can't really imagine... <laughs> buying it it just seems like a very odd thing god i really am miserable aren't we I? um we bought scarlet pie face last year which is the you're aware of this game it's the one where you've got like a little bit you put your head through and a little hand you put squirty cream on and then you you spin a spinner to see how many times you have to turn the handle and the loser uh-huh. is the one that gets hit in the face with the the cream i said you you have no idea the lengths I go to to avoid playing that. I always I like to play the blood pressure card. Like, oh, uh-huh. I've got high blood pressure. I can't play a game that's going to give me a fright. You, you wouldn't want to give well, me it, a heart attack, would you? It just seems like it just it just doesn't. It it seems like um, a deliberately humiliating. Well, the thing, humiliating oneself the thing, when that's something I try to avoid if I can possibly help it. The thing with pie face in particular as well is it really triggers my OCD. I hate my face and my hands. I hate them being dirty. I, I can't. Oh. I can't stand food, which I've got quite a big bushy beard at the moment. It's a bloody nightmare. 
I have to I have to get moistened towelettes to to clean my beard off. If uh, your if bushy I, beard is not an is not a nightmare. Your bushy beard is a lovely, comforting uh, place to 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 nestle one's head. It is to yeah. maybe have a little nap. Oh, we've, um, uh, we've we've got uh, we've got a uh, talking about that. I don't, I don't know about. It's, I was just thinking about the sort of the cozy, familiar things you talk about as couples, right? So, uh-huh. do you mean you and me? Well, I was thinking more more myself and my wife. But um, we, All right, we've huh. got because we're terrible slobs. We've got the PC set up in the the bedroom where I watch Netflix and stuff. Um, in the bedroom, um, which uh-huh. is stuff I put a new graphics card in there the other day. Oh, it's lovely. It's all HD. Um. <laughs> but um, if we're sort of leaning up, and I sort of, if I Nicola uh, uh, rest her head um, like on on my chest, sort of near my armpit, and uh-huh. uh, we call that the nook. Is the nook, the o- nook is the nook open? Oh, open though. Yeah, like for business, is the nook open for business? And, oh, right, and the business okay. of resting ahead, not the business of uh, lovemaking, which is a whole different thing. I think I've um, I've maybe become more sweaty in my forties. Sure. Um, so that can be very comforting. That particular move can be very comforting for both you and your partner. It's something. It's something Amy and I quite enjoy as well. Is the snuggling, uh, the snuggling in. But um, more often than not these days, I I find that the uh, the uh, the on the on the spot review I get. Is that I probably need to use some deodorant? That happens quite a lot. Yeah, see God, now I'm an I, atrocious human being. I'm, I, yeah, but I, uh, as we've already discovered, I'm quite an obsessive cleaner. Yeah. So I even if I'm having a slobby day, around, I can't have a day without a, at least one shower or bath, preferably two a day. But um, I can't. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people go for days without. I, I can't do it. I I just I feel disgusted with myself. I have a shower every day. It's where I do my thinking. I don't believe I do you. a lot of thinking in the shower. I find that hard thinking. Do you mean m- masturbating? Yeah? No, no, I don't tend to do. I don't tend to masturbate in the shower that much, <laughs> uh, because like you, I like to be clean. And mm. and the problem is, it's it's fine if you do a lot of masturbating at the beginning of a shower and you've got lots of hot water because you can be uh, relatively sure you'll it'll all be cleaned off. Yeah. Um, by the end of the shower. But if, if you're having a shower end at the same time masturbating and then you, uh, reach your destination too late in the shower, then you've got to, uh, soap up your, your legs and your down, downstairs area all over again and rinse. How did you get me onto this? You need to get a better boiler if you're concerned about running out of hot water. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I should. <laughs> With a, That's what I should do. With a we should get a, make sure make it. sure the hot water thing is sorted, and then you can masturbate in the shower as much as you like. Because that was one of the. I remember we had a plumber in, and that was one of the main sales pitches that he, he made for having the new combi boiler. He said, "You can wank in the shower as long as you want with one of these, mate." And I said, "That's good." I, um, I said, "It's good." I've the, got retarded ejaculation. Need about forty-five minutes. Will it last that long? He said, "No problem, mate." And do you know what? He was right. Did he say uh, I used to I used to think that we couldn't use that word anymore but now that uh, Brexit Brexit's happened you can use the word retarded ejac- words retarded ejaculation as much as you like He seemed because imbo- political correctness has he, no longer gone mad He seemed um he seemed uh, emboldened by it I'm intrigued um Dan's asked have we heard of, heard of tenor eggs so they like love balls do you think yeah, they are. Uh, there's a whole podcast about, there's a whole episode of regular features about those. They sound fascinating. What are they? To me. They're like, you masturbate into them. They're, they're supposed to be a one use, but I'm sure you could get more out, out of them if. Oh, so it's like you... a sports sock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a sports sock full of meat. See, I don't understand this thing about why do people masturbate in the socks? Cause the last thing I want to put my, penis into is a horrible dry fluffy sock i i imagine the sensation around your old filler is most unpleasant tenga eggs are not are not like socks they're like um it's like a it's like a a kinder egg full of it's like they're like cadbury's cream eggs 
as I understand it. Well, uh, Apparently they, they're very nice. You've so, gone really quiet, James. Do, no, because I'm, I'm reading this. Are they like um? Are they like a flashlight, a single-use flashlight? Then, so do you jerk yourself off with the Tenereg? I think a bit. They're maybe a bit juicier than a. Um, they're too a, juicy a, for crows. A, what? I I don't. I don't oh yes, yeah, so you, 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 ten, so they made by the same people who make the piss pads. I think they're a Japanese thing, so I don't right. know. But they're made what by the ten pads? of the people who make like incontinence pads. No, I don't. I don't think they're the same thing at all. Um, I don't. I don't think they're the same thing at all. We've emboldened they... the chat room to start talking about this stuff, and, and new people are coming in, and, and they might be wondering. Ah, never mind. They'll maybe, be fine. Maybe they're not designed they're not for, okay. for wanking off at all. If they're made by ten, or maybe they're made for like putting around your penis if you've got like um, wee problems. Oh no, not tenor, not like tenor lady. All right, Tenga. Oh, like um, as in Tenko, like, like Jenga, <laughs> but with a T. Oh, I like the sound of these single-use wank eggs. Sound like the best thing ever. It sounds better than Deliveroo. <laughs> <laughs> better than Deliveroo, because you know, because like the flashlight. The problem that always struck me with a flashlight is you've got to clean the fucking thing out afterwards. Which is like, Can you I, know, yeah. after I've ejaculated, the last thing I want to see is my horrible business. I want it out of the way. I want it away from me. It's left my body. It's nothing to do with me anymore. Get it away from me. But imagine having yeah. that and you have to clean it all out. I really like the idea of a sort of done-in-one. Um, oh, apparently flashlights, I'm finding out a dishwasher safe. Unfortunately, my yeah, dishwasher isn't working. Can you imagine? This is quite I'll, good. I'll stick it, I'll stick it by... by by the pots and pans when I'm done cooking. Daddy, what's that you're watching? It's just my fuck toy now. Piss off. The thing, um, the thing about, uh, the thing about wanking in the shower is it, it used to, to me, it used to seem like just practical. It just seemed like the most pragmatic thing to do. Uh, but then the film American Beauty made it seem like kind of a pathetic thing. Oh, for I, a, I thought it made a, it fashionable. You thought it was fashionable? Yeah. Because it happens in American Beauty. Yeah. and that was a really cool film. So, you know, that's when I started. I thought, well, if it's good enough for Kevin Spacey, it's good enough for me. Did you watch the film all the way to the end? No, because I came quite early on. <laughs> so it's like, that's like Phoebe and Friends. If you, if you only watch the first half of American Beauty, yeah. it's, it's kind of about a sad old, sad old guy who, who finds himself and, um, and, uh, life starts looking up. Because yeah. he realizes that his entire life up till that point is, uh, it was just a waste and is a sham. And it, it, um, I mean, to be honest, it never, it never quite goes as far away from that as maybe it should, but, uh, but that isn't really how it, how it pans out. I think most people only watch the first, uh, first three quarters of Fight Club as well. I, I don't think, um, I think those are, those are similar films. They think that the whole point of the films is, uh, aren't, White middle class guys, awesome. <laughs> we we contain multitudes. We're really really complicated, and um, and and that isn't really the message of either of them. But American American Beauty is a little bit. Uh, I don't know. At the time that I watched it, I felt like, wow, this film is everything. And then as time went on, I started to realise that well, it's a bit self indulgent actually, and don't be silly. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Sorry, I'm but, just I'm so just checking the internet for disposable fuck toys. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah. All all fuck toys are disposable if you work them hard enough, though. Surely. Well, everything's disposable if you want to put it that way. <laughs> that's consumerism. No, that's just that's entropy, trophy, trophy, entropies. One or the other. No, I was thinking of trampolines, not trapezes. Sorry. Oh, they're in the news again, aren't they? Very dangerous, apparently. Apparently, if you fall uh, off a trampoline, you hurt yourself. A doctor said so. In fact, a doctor at the hospital I work for wrote a, wrote a piece about how dangerous trampolines are because of the dog on the trampoline advert. It's like, yeah, we know trampolines oh. are dangerous, but they're a lot of fun as well. So, you know, I think we all accept that there's a possibility of a broken bone, but, you know, he was an orthopaedic doctor. It's like... It's the old um, junkies against dope thing, isn't it? You would have thought an orthopaedic surgeon would be fine with people breaking their bones because it keeps them in employment. (laughs) (laughs) 
the thing is, I know you. I know you don't think that. <laughs> so it's. It's gonna. It's. I mean, trampolines are dangerous, but they're significantly more dangerous in a country of a criminally underfunded national health service. Cars are more dangerous, though, and he won't going on about them a couple of weeks before Christmas. I just it came across as a little bit mealy mouthed. It's like you know that advert of trampolines. Well, don't do those. Mean you're going to fall off and you're going to break your neck. Don't let your dog on it because almost no one has pet insurance. We got one. We got a, one of those big trampolines because we're that sort of family. And um, I know. And um, I made the placements very difficult. So it's very big, so it needed to go somewhere sort of like at the edge of the garden. I managed to put it right under a tree where it collects all of the frigging leaves and the branches and the pigeon shit. It's an absolute nightmare. Is it your one that the netting isn't attached at the side either? No, we've, we've got netting attached. I mean, the netting's there, but is it attached to the bottom? Didn't one of your children fall into the netting? Like, literally fell into the netting around the side of it when last bouncing on, on the trampoline? It might Did, not have been attached. But it wasn't actually attached. At the bottom, <laughs> so it didn't catch them. They kind of fell out at the bottom. I feel really bad about that. Was it Noah? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Noah. Well, it's all right. He didn't. He didn't end up in casualty for that. So it's yeah. It's so okay. what was that bloke moaning about? To be fair, the net decelerated him, didn't it? I mean, if the net hadn't have been there, it'd have bonged straight off, and they had a much worse fall. So at least he got sort of decelerated by the netting that was there. Can um yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, can the chat room uh tell us? Uh, their favourite thing that happened this year, the best thing that happened, because I do need cheering this up, because it was a bit of a year. My favourite thing that happened this year was... Uh, Last year, not my this year. lie-in I had this morning. 2016, I mean. Oh, uh, right. I meant 2016. I'm trying not to think too hard about 2017 at the moment, because uh, uh, Noah had night terrors, or was oh. ill, or something. Last night was... Last night was one of the weirdest, hardest nights we've had with him. It oh. was really difficult. Oh, I'm sorry to hear he, um, that. He, he did this thing at about nine o'clock in the evening yesterday where over the monitor we heard him laughing, like uh, just suddenly laughing in a really high-pitched way and then just started screaming. And we both kind of looked at each other. We were listening, thinking, well, that's mm. creepy. And then after a few seconds, we were like, we both got up and ran upstairs at the same time. I'm not entirely convinced he was awake at any point, but he was yeah. just shaking, and he was d- kind of delirious and really stressed out. And then he did it again at 2am and had to sleep in with us, and we've been really lucky. He's That's never had to happen. He's never had to sleep in with us before. So we didn't really know what to do. No, Scarlet quite often shouts out in the middle of the night. But then This was, I mean, night Noah night. always does. He's he's always... I, I don't think he wakes up, but he quite often dreams. that This was like a long sustained start screaming to the extent that you have to do something because he's yeah. going to, because he sounds in real distress, but also he's going to wake his brother up. So I don't know if Scarlett, I don't know if, I don't know how often you've had to just um, give up on sleep discipline and get Scarlett in with you if she's been really very, upset. Very, very rarely, like a handful of times. She's She's yeah. been pretty good. Anyway, I, that does sound awful. I feel bad, but you asked um, chat a uh, question and chat responded, so I feel that you should cast your attention to that. Yes, yeah. So, um, so both. I already knew about one of these. So, in fact, I think I already knew about both of these. But uh, but Kia's done really. Her business has done really well. And to be fair, um, I I don't I don't know much about interior design. I don't know if you know much about. Well, that. I don't know much about uh, it, and I know what I like, and I I like uh, yeah. Kia's uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook feed showing her stuff. It looks good. Yeah, it it absolutely does. So, but uh, I know that. See, the thing is, it's kind of uh, nothing that I uh, take part in, except for parenting. Obviously, has been that successful. But on the other hand, I don't work as hard as Kia does, no. and I'm not as talented. So, um, no, I agree. You're so yeah, not. so that's good. So that's well deserved. And uh, and yeah, Sam has had a baby, and I knew about that as well. He's very cute. He's incredibly cute. He's very small at the moment. That was really, really close to the end of the year, actually. And um, congratulations. And they, yeah, congratulations. They all look loved up and and cute. And her husband's really tall, I think. Well, uh, well, it's difficult because her husband's really tall, but the baby's really small as mm. well. 
Um, I don't normally, James. Yep. When, um, when I am vague about a, uh, a friend's name or the baby or child of a friend's name, it's because I've completely forgotten. I have remembered Sam's baby's name. Um, I just, this is a podcast and it's not appropriate for me to say it, but it's like, but he's so cute. Is it a swear? Uh, he's a he as well, which is another thing that I don't normally remember. Um, so we did have the traditional thing where Amy asked me, uh, Amy asked me, uh, how, how much he weighed and all of that stuff. And I was like, Ugh. oh, you know, I never remember that. It's, I, yeah. He's a baby. I remember, um, I remember <laughs> when we were looking, when we were looking after Max, uh, no, we were looking after Noah while Amy was, and you were, uh, where Amy was having Max and you were with her. And I remember you phoning me up and us having a chat and Nicola said, well, you know, what was his name? All of the normal pertinent questions i don't know we probably talked about podcasts i can't remember (laughs) yeah we we tend not really to focus on stuff like um that um also uh dan had some very good news this year oh yeah yeah has he mentioned it in the chat room oh yes yeah yeah, of course sorry i'm having that it was immediately under the thing about fleshlights being dishwashers (laughs) i just scanned straight past it um, he's over two foot already at nine weeks. You see, Sam says that, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's the way you're saying it makes it sound really big, but I don't, I don't know how big two feet is. That's quite big, is it? You're, how big is that in relation to a comic box, James? Two foot. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm six foot three, so it, you know, work, work it out. It's like what up to my knee? It's huge. I'm trying to imagine, trying to imagine cuddling you. Roughly where that would be. Yeah, okay. No, that is huge. And, actually. and also, congratulations, Dan, for your good news you had this year. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, it's been, um, uh, that I, I have, I have a few friends who have been going through similar stuff over the last year. And again, I, this probably won't make it into the actual, uh, uh, published podcast, but I've got a few friends who've been going through the same thing and I just can't imagine the, like, how stressful um and how heartbreaking the whole process oh, is so um yeah i'm glad i'm glad things st- seem to be starting to look up there um that's really good i uh immediately before recording this podcast um i uh just to to give some context to how w- what my capacity for heartbreak is when it comes to the kids um because obviously Noah's very upset last night and he found it very difficult. It's very difficult getting him to, to lie down and go to sleep tonight. Um, I, uh, w- was saying goodnight to him and he was being very teary. And I suspect at this point there's some manipulation going on there as well. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, Nick, uh, but Scarlett plays us for, he, I don't know if you can hear her in the background, but it sounds like she's had a bit of an altercation with the cat while she's in bed and she's crying at the moment. It's all right, Nicola's in oh. there with her, it's fine. Who's crying, the cat or? <laughs> no, Scarlet. Frankie right. uh, cries for uh, no person. Frankie is... Oh, uh, okay. He's a mean bastard. But even um, t- e- even just that, uh, Amy and I were stood in the kitchen just talking about it for about five minutes, about just how... I just... I don't know. It's very difficult for it's very difficult for me to get a contact to to contextualize all of this stuff mm. because um I it isn't it isn't just that having kids changes everything. It's that I didn't have an awful lot of um I didn't feel an awful lot for other people or other creatures. I loved my dog but that was the first thing that I'd loved in probably about 32 years or <laughs> however old I was when I got her. Yeah. So, um, so I, I don't have a lot of sense of perspective when it comes to this stuff. And actually I'm the, I'm the wrong person to put, uh, put Noah to bed at the moment because where he is having trouble, if he asks me to stay in the room, I do not leave the room and I really should. So it's quite difficult. Yeah. Anyway, that that doesn't really that uh, so, that doesn't really help put anything in perspective for anyone. So, I don't think. Nick, twenty seventeen. Yep. Have you got plans for twenty seventeen? There are things you want to do. Um. Um. I don't know. I want to suck less. 
<laughs> I don't mean I don't mean physically suck. Yeah. I just I've been letting things um slide, especially with the podcasts. I've been letting things slide an awful lot towards the end of this year. Um but the problem is it's um and we could we could spend a whole hour talking about this and we're actually going soon so we can't. Mm. But um the on the one hand, I, I realized, and it's something I already kind of knew, but I realized that sometimes letting go of stuff or letting go of, um, anxiety about stuff yeah. really is just the best thing to do. And I have a tendency to be really stubborn about things. So, uh, this year was, um, I think, was it this year or just before this year that I, I closed down Elephant Words? Last year. Last year. And, um, and I, the whole point of it, point of doing that was entropy had been working on it. As, as I said, uh, recently in a recent episode, I'm really worried about, I'm really focused on entropy at the moment. But, um, but at the same time, it was supposed to clear me up to do loads of other stuff. Like not worrying about elephant words yeah. anymore was supposed to, um, was supposed to free, free up loads of time so that I could do some of my own writing and I could spend more time on the podcast and I could properly launch the other 10% properly, properly. And um what it sounds like, the point it sounds like I'm getting towards is uh is about quitting stuff. And that's not, that's, that's not what I'm trying to break to you here. My point is I made myself loads of promises about elephant words. Yeah. And it seemed like they were pragmatic, uh possible, practical promises I could make myself about productivity and stuff like that. And um although this year, 2016, was very distracting in lots of different ways, so I'm, it, this isn't entirely on me because at times it did seem like Western civilization <laughs> was falling apart and yeah. we're still in that process. Um I, I'm hyper aware at the moment of not making myself any promises that I might not be able to keep. Because that just adds more anxiety for me. Yeah, well... I, Does that make sense? Yeah, and there's an element of guilt involved for me there in so much as certainly over the last couple of years where I've gone through my health issues and I've kind of been trying to get my life in order so I can become a more productive human being all around. So mm. I, I've kind of not been the support that I'd been in the past, I think, for you in terms of the podcasts and my dedication and stuff to that. But, I mean, my, my plans for... <sighs> And you've been very patient. You've been very lovely, and I think we he's, ma- he's managed to make it all about him, him, listener. Well, no, I'm just segueing <laughs> into my plans for next year. Cause oh, okay, good. No, good segue. That thought, was professional. If I sit here and wait for you to ask me, we're going to be here until 2018. <laughs> so I'll just crash on and do a seamless segue into mine, so we can <laughs> then, you know, put the show to bed, and I can go and watch an episode of Man in High Castle. Um, While you're doing this, uh, if the chat room wants to tell us what they're hoping, uh, what broad plans they've got um, for 2017, that'd be good. So it, for me, it, it's really podcast. Uh, for Christmas, I kind of I, I persuaded Nicola and various family members to invest in some stuff for podcasts for me. So I don't know if I don't know if the sound quality is any better than normal, but I've got some decent mics, some stands, a new mixing desk that will allow us to record not only better quality Skype conversations but conversations around my table so mm-hmm. stuff like um, when we do the Twitter comic 2017 which we're going to do um, we'll have better sound as a, a result this year it'll sound like a more professionally put together show hopefully um, but we're doing uh, other exciting things we're getting involved in another 24 hour podcast for Comic Relief in March where there's several podcasters getting involved in that isn't there which is that's a local thing as well. It is well. a local thing, yeah. He's got a great venue for it as well. It's the Grand Harbour, which is like the big posh hotel in in Southampton. If you're um a, a very rich cruise goer, you probably stay in there before your uh, before your cruise. So that's nice. That's a really good venue. Um, I've got some other projects. I'm uh, we spoke about the video podcast vlog thing we're going to do about table. We're going to do a short series of tabletop gaming shows that's primarily me and another guy will be doing it but then people will be popping in to play um to play the games with us so there'll be different voices on that podcast um i've been listening to brian posain's nerd poker to try and make sure that 
Um, I'm completely intimidated when I start trying to do that. Um, <laughs> I've got a short series that I'm hoping to do with a friend of ours um, about a journey she's making this year. Um, and that'd be a short series, hopefully, on the other 10%. Um, I, I think I've said I um, I intend to get a, a bit more involved again in We Have Issues and do some more focused reviews for it. Um, mm. And then Jane and I have been talking about maybe doing a, a series of shows about something or other, although she's starting a new job on Wednesday. So I think she probably needs to focus on that for a little bit. Which is very exciting. So yeah, I've, I've got lots of sort of podcasty stuff that I want to do this year. Sort of throwing myself back into it. You've gone completely the other way because well, I want to diversify and do some different stuff. I think one of the things that we were talking about after we did our big blowout was we have issues. I kind of feel like I'd painted myself into a corner, and I wasn't very happy with what I was contributing to it. Yeah. And you know, you said some very nice things to me, but it's one of those things. If you're not happy about what you're putting into it, then it it's becomes a dispiriting exercise. I said to you, it was that moment when I was reviewing an Asterix book and I was crapping on it. And I was sort of sat there going, yeah. I love Asterix, what am I doing this? Talking about one of the, the ones that weren't very good towards the end of the run, you know? It's like, this is ridiculous. Comics are, comics are a difficult thing anyway, though, because mm. uh, once, once you make them... Um, once you make them something that's almost a job, um, the, it, it can be quite dispiriting because the actual culture in it can, has great highs, but also regular shitty lows as well. Oh, I think this, this last year, the, yeah, those issues made comics feel really toxic for me. I, um, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I found I found that really difficult. I don't because I don't want to read work by people who I would clearly hate if I ever met them. You know, mm. who, who, yeah. So it it became something that I found I'm, I'm backing away from just because it, it needs to the industry as a whole needs to get itself sorted out. And you know, I, I was finding as well with the mainstream comic like the DC and Marvel. There's there's le- as I get maybe as I get older, there's less and less there for me. I think. Well, also, we, when you're talking about them weekly, you start to see the natural patterns yeah. that emerge in any sort of, yeah. um, serial medium. You start yeah. to, uh, really notice. And I, one thing that I really admire when I listen to, um, a, a lot of the media podcasts I do listen to, and I don't listen to that many, is, is how they can, um, keep coming up with new things to say about about stuff that itself isn't changing that much yeah. if that makes sense i don't know but your your um your plans for 2017 are a lot more practical than mine mm. mine and i i actually thought uh the, the a couple of people are talking about um travel travel plans they've got for the year ahead you're talking about projects yeah i'm hoping as well and, sorry um, one, one thing i'm hoping to record i've got those two scripts Written. I'm hoping to get um, at least another four written and doing a short series of um, of um, like comedy half at like uh, a comedy serial half hours. Are you committing? Are you committing this to tape uh, in the hopes of uh, trapping yourself in it? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's just it's stuff I really want to do. But sorry, you're going to talk yeah. about. But but mine's mine's much more uh, philosophical. I I have to. And I thought this was going to be the case for most people, to be honest. Maybe other people don't feel as as uh, cornered by 2016 as mm. I did. No, I think everyone did, but other people have managed to... Um, I think it, it seems like most people have managed to life goes on it Yeah, quite a lot with 2016. Because it has to. But, but, sorry? Because it has to, doesn't it? Well, that's certainly... Um, and you know, and obviously that's the case. I'm I'm still eating. Mm. I'm still looking after my boys. I think we all need to remain um, angry. Yeah, but but like I I think that um the other the the one thing that I actually think is quite was quite positive for me about 2016 was there were lots of things um that like I went I went through that whole uh that whole mental health service NHS 
service thing. Mm. Um, but it didn't, it didn't necessarily, it kind of turned out a bit blah, but, um, it did. I see, I'm flinching from it because last time we talked about it, you shamed me for talking about my not autism all the time. I'm joking. That's a joke, James. You don't have to respond to that, but you did though. Um, and, um, the thing is so much stuff that so much stuff that goes on in my head anyway but that i end up feeling really guilty or weird or socially uncomfortable about um has come into a sharp focus or been put in perspective by the fact that i'm now pretty certain that whatever the diagnosis said i'm quite high on like i'm relatively high to other people on the autism spectrum so one thing i'm not doing is I'm not beating myself up about the fact that I have trouble coming to terms with things like um the how badly racist last year was mm. or stuff that I see going on around me at work or stuff that goes on in my family. Um And everyone wants you to chill out about that stuff. I don't have a problem that other people aren't angry about it, which in the past I, I did have, if you see yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Certainly, certainly at work, there have been times in the past where I have been quite angry with other people that they aren't as angry as I am about stuff. Sure. Because it seems to me like the stuff that goes on is stuff that you should be angry about. Um, and I'd kind of come to terms a long time ago with the fact that that might just be me, but now I don't feel as stupid or weird or as incapable of dealing with things as I did before because there's a there's a possibility that I just am always going to have this heightened sense of injustice and I might not be able to um I might not be able to just uh laugh it all off or go ah well but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if that person's having an argument with that person at work and I'm seeing someone being bullied or or any of that stuff um I've kind of lost my way a little bit. No, I, I agree with you. It was dispiriting and it was stuff like that that sort of helped bring on my breakdown a couple of years ago. I'm very fortunate that my day-to-day is spent in a really nice environment as far as work's mm. concerned. I think I think it's easier to cope with sort of the existential bullshit outside that's happening outside if your day-to-day situation is nice. You know, oh, sure. and for the most yeah. part, I'm in, I'm, but, in a, I'm in a good place on the day-to-day. I, I can imagine that, you know, for you, there's the existential stuff, which is probably more pertinent for you because you are, you know, non-white British in origin, you know, and you, you fear being marked out as, as other, which, which is a really rational fear with all that's happened in the last year. And I, I, to, and a lot of the anger I feel about Brexit is really you're the person I'm thinking of. Because you know it, it does kind of directly affect you and your your family. So, but you know certainly from from my point of view, a it's easy for me to not worry that much because I'm you know I'm white and I'm a man, so I'm in an, an immense position of privilege, aren't I? I'm in the privileged position of not having to worry about it very much. Um, yeah, I so think, I, I I kind of have to yeah. focus to be angry in a way, you know. Well, but I think that I mean. Th- rather than rather than specific to any particular instances i think i think what maybe i was trying to articulate but not doing a very good job of it is that 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 the actual being angry at things is something i could handle i'm okay with being angry at things i've been quite angry at things on a sort of an intellectual level for or an academic level for a really really long time i can i can deal with that the thing that I've always had a lot of trouble with is then being told that my anger should be something that I can just yeah. deal with or that yeah. I'm wrong to be angry. Um, which happened, which happened a lot after the Brexit vote. I know I'm sure, Americans I'm sure. are dealing with it quite a lot after Trump. Um, I'm sure everyone but, who told you that is, is perfectly in control of their emotions and never let them get away well, from them. And, but, but that's, that's the thing. And, and, and to be honest, that's the thing that I've always found the most frustrating because to be honest, from a professional and uh, life and social perspective, that's the thing that has caused me the most problems. Not the, not the rant, but the fact that, or the anger, but the fact that people, um, 
didn't seem to know me well. Like people invalidate your personality a little bit by telling you, "Oh, you should get over that. You've got too." It's like that you've got too much time on your hands, or "Oh, but you could just cheer up." Yeah, that's no, exactly the sort same. of. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you take a walk or something like that? It's um, my bike. And and I'm not saying that that means I should be allowed to be a complete asshole when I'm angry. That's not what I think. But it's it the one thing that 2016 has that, that happened during 2016 was I realised that this isn't it isn't actually just that I'm this unique person who loads of people have a problem with um, because of these outbursts. This is actually a this might actually be a thing that there's a reason for there's a reason why i'm like this i genuinely can't see why people are horrible to each other or i can't rationalize it out if that makes sense yep. anyway we've talked well beyond our we've, well, also you uh, asked we've a, you asked a question you asked stop. a question to the chat room which you need to uh, address as well what happened in the chat room well, you, you said um what have you guys got going on next year no, I mentioned that. I mentioned that um, that there are people travelling, and 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 that's pretty cool. We don't really know what we're doing with the the chat room yet, so hopefully it's been vaguely entertaining. There was all that stuff about wanking before uh, before we started getting into the the really self indulgent soul searching stuff. So it's good. But yeah, wanking in the shower is it is it is it sad or unhygienic or or is it fine? Is it okay? More hygienic than wanking in the bath. No, absolutely. That, that is absolutely true. My concern is, um, wouldn't the eggs, wouldn't, wouldn't that still be quite untidy? Presumably you'd get some of the material from inside the eggs all over you as well. The eggs? The tanker oh. eggs. I don't know. I don't know what's inside the tanko eggs, mate. The tanko eggs. <laughs> I think Tenko eggs is where we have to leave it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we haven't done any of the admin, but hey, it's early in the year. Let's pretend we're a newborn baby. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Um, thank you for... <laughs> oh, there's, there's lube inside them. Yeah, it comes a, a last Lube. <laughs> Brilliant. You've got to love a bit of lube, haven't you? Um, I think on that bombshell... Thank you to everyone in the chat room. You've been yeah, funny. Thank you. And uh and we'll we'll talk again next week, James. This was fun. Yes it was. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Bye bye. Bye. bye.